Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer and aspiring software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Happy podcast anniversary! That's not really a word, but I'm making it one. We started Complete Developer Podcast. Uh, we never expected it to grow into what it is today. It's been five years since we published our first episode. Back when we were recording with one Blue Yeti mic between the two of us. Yeah, and one of my coworkers listened to that episode this week. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, oh my. <laughs> like, it gets better. <laughs> Not just the quality, but we get better. So guys, in this episode, we're going to be going over some changes to the podcast and the other assets that we run to better meet our goals and our mission of helping developers live their best lives. But before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Well, I'm very clearly getting a Mac Mini soon. I'm having to spend some time like figuring out what the appropriate specs are because like on Windows, it's like just throw as much RAM and CPU as you can get at it, right? Like you do the pricing curve and there's that point where it spikes and you get right in the belly of that curve (laughs) on all the things and then you're good. But I'm not sure that that's the same on the Mac because like I talked to my coworkers and they're like, oh yeah, I got 16 megs of RAM. And I'm like, I don't remember the last time I had anything with 16 megs of RAM. Is that low? Yeah, the Mac OS runs really low. I will say this, though. Catalina is 64-bit only. Okay. Well, that's good. You know, it'll be nice to have an IDE that isn't only 32-bit like Visual Studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the random blue screens are really, really getting old. Because, like, right now, you know, I do my Russian homework on this box, for instance. And I've got Notepad++ open. And I'm typing in Cyrillic. Right. And then I've got like a PDF open with the digital copy of the book I'm working out of, just so it's all up in front. And that thing will reboot. And now you open the PDF and you've got to scroll back down and try to figure out where you are in something. And you're like 200 pages into the book. It's awful. And it wastes, you know, I get a a blue screen and I've lost 30 minutes minimum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it happened, you know, three or four times last time I was working on my homework. So it's just, it's got to go. I can't keep doing this. So yeah, it's also broken every single game, except for one that doesn't really play very well anyway, that's got like a bug in the AI or just catastrophic failure. If you hit the wrong set of conditions, your game is over. It's really irritating. It's not reasonable. So yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm going to get a gaming rig. I'm going to get a Mac for actually working. And I might get something, you know, like a Raspberry Pi emulator so I can play like SNES games or something Mm -hmm. down here. I could see you really enjoying that. Oh, yeah. Like old school SNES where like nobody can reach in and screw it up. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best. I mean, I'm probably still good at Star Fox. (laughs) So how about you? All right. So in writing this episode, I also went back and listened to our first episodes. Oh my goodness. The IOT's music. I forgot how awesome that was. Yeah. Awesome. (sighs) As in (laughs) awe-inspiring. As in uh, (laughs) auditorially not optimal. Oh, I loved it, man. (laughs) I loved it. I know you did. 
then I also played a little Oregon Trail online just because we talked about that and I made the joke about, oh, I still play that. <laughs> nice. I hadn't played that in a long time because I don't oh, yeah, have you check it the out. ability to, I mean, I'm sure it's free to emulate. I forgot how much fun hunting in that game is. Yeah. <laughs> I do really think that the old school games were so much more playable. Yeah. You know, like you look and the depth wasn't maybe as good, but still it's just, yeah, it's nice. So I, uh, I bought a grill today. Been looking at them. I will say that Lowe's online is extremely annoying because I go online and can't get it shipped here. So I'm like, all right, I look, the store in Murfreesboro has one. I order it. And then like three hours later, I get an email from them. Hey, your order is canceled. Uh huh. No reason. Just canceled. So I call and they're like, oh, yeah. We don't have it in stock. I'm like, well, your website said you had it in stock. Of course, I get the, you know, and I understand I'm a web developer, but I'm like, look, people are basing their purchases off of this. It was a back and forth. Finally, they told me that the one in Tullahoma had four of them in stock. They looked it up on their system. So it wasn't like the website. It was like through their inventory system. So I I ordered it from there. Just have to drive out to Tullahoma with someone who has a truck so I can go pick it up. But, you know, whatever. I don't figure it out. Then uh, this past weekend, I was out at Mayday Brewery. We were actually hanging out at uh, Panther Creek, which is a new one here in Murfreesboro, when we ran into one of the regulars from uh, Mill Creek that Amanda knows. And he was going over to uh, Mayday. So we went, met an avid disc golfer out there. And he told me some of my old discs might be worth some money. Huh. So yeah, I went and got out my my bag. You remember I used to play a lot and uh yeah, they're not worth anything. The ones that are worth money from back then have a championship edition. They were like the $12, $15 discs and I bought like the 5 to $8 discs cuz I'm cheap. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it's not exactly something that you would think would be valuable. Yeah, later, right. right? But he was like, "Yeah, look, this one's worth $200. This one's worth $500." I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, how would I have predicted that? Yeah. I mean, beanie babies weren't. So why did I think discs would be? Who knows? I don't know. So guys, we're, we're adding a new section here. We'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we want to give a special thank you to our Patreon sponsors. We have a list of our current supporters on Patreon and, uh, Will and I are just going to kind of go back and forth through these. Actually, I tell you what, I'm just going to read this one. You read the next one. So I'm just going to list off these people. Uh, Michael McDonald, Louis St. Amour, Hilma, Bob Forgey, Adam Staples, Stewart, Tom Sprague, Hoonby, just one word, Damien Alomar, Thomas Ide, Brandon Moore. I'm going to do my best on this one. Norbertus. Mazika, I hope I pronounced that right. And then my absolute favorite uh, name from this list, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we also want to give a shout out to those who have supported us over the past five years. So we have Altcoin Author, Chris Tokars, Denny S. Temple, Kajitan Kazimierskek, hope I got that right, Volodymyr Volonuk, Craig Campbell, Sachiko Miyamoto, Needs Coffee, John Wells, actually met him, Chang uh, Sing Lee, we know him well, 
John St. Amant. And it looks like we got some Unicode characters in this one. When <laughs> you copy pasted. Yeah. Miloa Petrovia, Giuseppe Torito, Frank Celestino, Peter Skiftisvik, Jason Benton, Donald Grubbs, and Digital Coyote. Yeah, there's a reason I had you read that list and it wasn't the difficult to pronounce names. Yeah, I figured because Jason was in there. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So, so just for background, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason, we we did an episode on about Jason, but he's the friend who passed away. He was our first sponsor. He was probably one of the first people who ever listened to our podcast. And he he supported us both financially, even though he didn't have much. He he was like, I love what you guys are doing. I want you to keep it up. Yeah. And he checked too, like at midnight to make sure the episode went live. Oh, yeah. And thankfully messaged me instead of me, <laughs> which I really appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss Jason a lot. But for those of you who have supported us um, for various reasons, may not be supporting us now. We just want to say thank you to our current supporters. We definitely appreciate that. That helps us do the things we do. Podcasting is expensive, y'all, and it helps make the difference. Speaking of uh, expenses, take your finances to the next level. Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner and financial coach serving tech professionals with his company, Level Up Financial Planning. And he does this virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, Level Up Financial Planning changes the financial planning game. He does this by empowering you to live your best life, which goes right along with our mission here at Complete Developer Network and all the things that we do. Regardless of whether you are just starting out or need to build your financial foundation, or if you're in your career and navigating a lot of complex and competing goals, Lucas can definitely help you out. Best of all, Lucas and Level Up Financial Planning is a fiduciary for his clients. This requires him to act in his client's best interest. So rather than the pay structure that you may be familiar with, where you pay them, even if it's not helping you, he's kind of got a different deal going here. So He's not a salesman and you pay as long as you're getting value and you stop paying when you're not getting value. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really different structure. I think that's probably better for, especially the kind of people that we are yeah. in tech because we do look at performance of things. And so I think that's probably better just in general. You can find some fun, free resources and learn a lot more at levelupfinancialplanning.com. This episode marks the beginning of our fifth year of podcasting. When we started the podcast, our goals were to help Beach learn by teaching, to give me a platform to share my knowledge and experience with more than just one person at a time. You know, I was kind of training Beach to get him into development. And we realized this was something that could be expanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will and I had uh, an online meeting uh, a couple of months ago. It's been a while since we've met in person. Even before COVID, we just, I think it was my birthday, probably. Yeah. Uh, it was at the liquor store, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That's right. When I was in town, I did <laughs> yeah, be at the liquor store for a little bit. Yeah, Of course. But uh, we met just after my school semester finished. In that meeting, we discussed our goals for the various projects and just the things that we're doing. This episode is sort of the result of that and a few other conversations we've had. In it, we're going to go over our goals for going into the future. Some are more immediate and therefore fully smart goals. 
whereas others are more long-term and we're still working out the implementation details. And we'll talk about those as we get into them. Before we start though, we're going to do a brief review of SMART goals. Yeah. So, you know, SMART is an acronym. You know, the first character stands for specific. So this is the who, the what, the when, the where, et cetera, of your goals. General goals are good for long-term, but they have to be broken down into specific things, Mm -hmm. right? Like everybody knows the guy that's going to start his own business someday and has been saying that for 20 years and has never gotten anywhere with it. Right. Because he didn't take specific steps. The M in SMART stands for measurable. With this, you want to define specific criteria for each goal so that you can track it and be able to quantify your process. The A stands for attainable. So you have to be able to reach your goals um, if they're not just lofty ideals. Attainable doesn't mean easy, though. It just, you know, it has to be challenging, but realistic. So for instance, while it may be attainable for someone to terraform Mars, for the two of us to decide that we're going to do that, it's probably not an attainable goal. I don't know. I mean, I got... Elon Musk on speed dial. We could probably do it. <laughs> Send some algae in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait till I've been dead for 15 million years and call me back. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work, right? So you, yeah. you want something that you can actually get to, but you do want it to stretch you. Mm-hmm. On that, the R in SMART stands for relevant. Goals require time and commitment. So when it gets tough, will they still matter? Ask yourself if the goal is worthwhile and does the outcome match the effort? Yeah, this is something you and I've had to do repeatedly through this process, right? Like the Mm -hmm. the relevancy of some things we've thought about doing has shifted on us quite a bit. Yeah, and you guys are going to find that out. You probably already have some ideas of stuff that's coming up. But yeah, you're going to find that out throughout this episode where we're like, hey, this is not relevant. We're going to stop doing it. Or, hey, this is something we want to focus on because it's really relevant to our goals. Yeah. And the final one, the T in SMART, is time bound. So you set a start date and a target date to hit your goal. Without a time limit, there's no urgency to take action. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually something I'm struggling with right now with a couple of different things in my Russian practice that I'm do it on the side. There's just a few things that I hate messing with and I wish I had them down and I should have set a time-bounded goal and I didn't. And I'm still struggling with them as a result of that. Bar chords for me, for the musicians. Uh, Motion verbs. (laughs) Yeah. Freaking motion verbs. I totally get you, man. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So guys, this is a review and we go over smart goals a lot because they're important. There are some things we only mention once in a while. We mention these a lot because setting goals is important. Well, and we've talked, you know, we, we talked about our goals earlier, but I think the most useless thing anybody could have purchased this year was a planner. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or, you know, toilet paper of the month club actually would have been pretty handy back in March. Nobody knew, Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but this year has pretty much broken everybody's plans, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing happened that you expected to happen. Yeah. Pretty much like when you were looking at it in December, none of us expected to be where we are. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to reevaluate goals over time. Mm -hmm. That's very true. We had an episode on that back when my truck got stolen about uh, mid-year evaluation. Remember that one? Yeah, I I remember that. that. I uh, when I was working on this, I went back through some of our old stuff. I want to point out something here before we go further. 
over the past five years, there have been two, just looking at it, two key things that we've tried to get across to you guys. And I really think that the two most important things that we've tried to to teach, to tell, to talk about, and one of them is goal setting and the other one is priorities. And so like, if you have your priorities set, you know what they are, and then you build your goals based on them, you're going to accomplish things. So Complete Developer Network, the title of this episode, this is our kind of overarching organization. Uh, some of you guys may be aware of it, some may not. But it probably contains, most are not. <laughs> yeah, it's more of an internal thing that Will and I do. It's going to become more prominent um, in the future. It contains all the entities and programs we're doing together. Uh, Will and I have our own projects as well, but Complete Developer Network encompasses all the stuff that we are building together. Yeah, and to some degree, the walls are thinner. Yeah, on that right, like with the books, you know, I've promoted them on here. Mm-hmm. And I talk about my speaking and other things on here too. So yeah, yeah so it's not that strict, right? Because it's two hillbillies in basements with microphones, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we're we're going <laughs> to use them to cross promote, but this yeah. is for the entities that we together are building. So this podcast was the start of the whole thing, and we're going to start talking about our original plans and goals with the podcast, and then what that has evolved to now. So you can kind of see this over the longer term. You know what our approach kind of looks like and maybe how some of your goals might shift as well. We're also going to talk about our plans for the future of developer launchpad and then talk a little bit about junior developer toolbox as well. Cause we've got a lot of little moving parts in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off complete developer podcast, we kind of already stated it, but our original goals or the reasons for creating the podcast primary reason was it was a learning experience for me. Will knows me very well. We've been friends for a very long time and he knows I learned by teaching 20 years. and yeah, we're old 20 years now. Yeah. 15 when we started this thing. Yeah. You know, I learned by teaching and by researching. And so one of the primary things with this was like, I remember when we started, Will's like, don't expect more than like five or six people to listen, our family and stuff. And that's about it. You know, to be honest, and I hate to say this now because it sounds so dumb, but I figured we would get five or six episodes out and then it would taper off and I'd have a nice microphone. Yeah. Like that was the mindset. And that's clearly not how that worked. Right. (laughs) Things grow on their own. Um, Now I will say my goal from this was to be able to teach more than one person at a time. Just watching some of the stuff Beach was going through, you know, just how bad programming tutorials have gotten. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. it was very clear that there was a need out here to make it easier for people to get into software development because it doesn't have to be as hard as a lot of places make it. Yeah. And so it was a big goal for me. The other thing was to help Beach get a job, you know, once he was ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it took some arguing to convince him he was ready. Yeah. I got out into the workforce and met other people starting out their careers and I was like, oh yeah. I've been ready for a while. Cause like you went in there and they thought you were a mid. Was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to tell you, man. Yeah. The last thing, and this is sort of a joke, but I put it in here anyway, but it was a uh, public venue for Will to rant about his frustrations in the tech world. (laughs) Well, and I think that's actually valid, right? There's a lot of really messed up dystopian crap that goes on in tech. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I stopped finding Dilbert funny and having somebody else out there that goes, Yeah. yeah, this is messed up. You're not messed up for thinking it's messed up. No, like you're seeing the same burning dumpster that I am. Mm -hmm. That's pretty helpful. Yeah. 
So the first thing that we're going to talk about is probably the one that's most relevant to to everyone here listening. And that is we have a new episode format. Going back to talking about being relevant, we are putting an emphasis on the main content of the episode. I mean, that's why you're here. You're here to hear the content and our banter. Yeah. And this means cutting back on the time we spend before getting to the content Mm -hmm. because we started, you know, early on. Some of it was not knowing exactly what we wanted. Some of it was not having experience. We basically have a lot of stuff before the real meat of the episode. And Mm -hmm. we weren't really sure that it was serving well. And we think that maybe tightening that up would be good. When we first started doing this, we were mimicking the format of one of our favorite podcasts. And then we started adding to that. It's funny because like it started off as, all right, we want to hit a certain amount of time. So we put a little buffer at the beginning, a little buffer at the end so that we could hit that time. And as we've gotten better at speaking and writing outlines, we're able to hit that amount of time with the content that we have. This does not mean we're going to stop talking about what's going on in our lives because honestly, I think that is really important and so does Will. It not only humanizes us, but it also, it gives some things to relate to. Yeah. And sometimes we are running into problems too, that it's handy to put them out on the podcast episode because sometimes people write in with a solution. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm lazy. We have literally had that happen. Yeah. This is way better than a weird arcane Google search for something, you know, like you sometimes you get ideas and it's, it's really good. There's also going to be a bit more of an emphasis on what we're doing to move towards the goals that we're setting out in this episode. Mm-hmm. We want you to kind of see into the process a little bit more and kind of how we're approaching things. So we're going to add a section as well, thanking any new supporters that are on Patreon each week. And we've had supporters that have been supporting us for years and we want to do a better job of reaching out to those people and kind of drawing attention to that because like it's a silent patronage and it really shouldn't be. No. So one of the first things we're doing and we've already kind of started this, it started off with a, Hey, we're taking a break. And now it's just going to become a longer term, more permanent break. That is we're removing book club completely from the outline of the episodes. Like we said, this was originally to fill time. I was really into IOTs. I had the time to spend playing around with that. And then as I got into school, I got to more into books, reading about things and stuff. And so it shifted to that. But the purpose of it was to fill that amount of time. Yeah. And we don't really need to fill time. We're real good at that. Yeah. That's actually a problem on the regular. Now, it was just better to cut that loose. Now, the thing is, is we're going to have periodic special episodes based on the books we're reading, right? Like that's not going away, but it's going to be a bit more focused Mm -hmm. and a bit more on takeaways versus here's a chapter each week. Yeah. So it's going to be more like here's an episode on this book and we're going to give a review of that book after we read it. Yeah, and what we learned and stuff that we found that was really helpful so that it's still useful to everybody else. It's not stretched over weeks. Because I think the other thing it does when you do that is you lose a lot of the focus Mm -hmm. on the material, right? Like it's just the occasional dusting of the thing instead of, you know, for instance, like if I was going through like uh, David Allen's Getting Things Done, right? Mm -hmm. That book was a life changer for me. But if I did that week over a week, it would miss the point. So this just seems like it's a better a better structure. We talked about this uh, at length, I think, on this. Uh, yeah. So the next thing is water bottles are being put on permanent hold. Yeah, they're expensive. 
the other thing is, is we weren't getting relevant comments or questions for each episode. Some of that's because of the way our commenting stuff was set up and we may be able to fix that eventually. But the other thing is, is we kind of want to look into other promotions and ways to get swag out there to you. That's not just water bottles. So yeah. there's plenty of other cool stuff that we can do. And, mm-hmm. and so we just want to reevaluate that. And this goes back to, we were mimicking one of our favorite podcasts back then. And they were giving out coffee cups, yeah, coffee mugs. And we're like, you know what? We want to be more healthy. And a lot of podcasts were giving out coffee mugs. So we're like, let's be different and healthy. So we went with water bottles. Honestly, guys, the money we were bringing in from Patreon was pretty much paying for the water bottles every month. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that money can roll into places that maybe are a little bit more helpful for making a better product. And speaking of making a better product, uh, we're going to take turns with Tricks of the Trade at the end of the episode. And the thing here is not so much a reduction of work on each of us, but it allows each of us to be creative each Mm -hmm. week, right? So like I would write an episode, then Beach writes the episode the next week. During that interim week, I've got like a creative dip where I'm not doing anything. And this gets us a bit more of a weekly cadence. And it just seems like that's probably better for us. Yeah. So it'll probably make the rest of our content better, even though it doesn't seem like it should Mm -hmm. just because of the way we do things. Yeah. So the next big thing or sort of announcement we have is we have a new website coming up. It's on the horizon. So we've been on WordPress since the beginning uh, because it was easy to set up at the time. It was like we could get it, we could set it up. And it also was something I could put on my um, my resume because I, I did most of the work on it. Because you didn't know that you didn't want to work on WordPress. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was very uh, early in my career at that point. Yeah, because anything would have uh, worked. But WordPress has become a bit of a nightmare for us. It is a constant upgrade treadmill because of security issues, because you know you got to make sure every plugin's up to date. You got to make sure WordPress is up to date. Stuff breaks. It doesn't necessarily get updated when you're looking at it it happens in the middle of the workday sometimes and you got to deal with it when it breaks it's really unhelpful you know it fell over what was it last weekend yeah and i think you sent me a message at like 5 45 in the morning and i was up and it was down and i had no idea it had been down the whole day yeah the day before yeah and the security vulnerabilities and attacks are really annoying. Um, we've got security stuff on there, but I mean, at one point we had somebody selling knockoff, I think it was Gucci mm-hmm. purses, wasn't it? Gucci and coach. Yeah. On the site. <laughs> now, if you could look at our mugs on the site, like go there and look at our faces and then picture the kind of person that would buy purses from those two dudes. <laughs> That's the target market they were going for. Now I understand if they were selling duck calls, they would have sold like crazy, but <laughs> not purses. <laughs> so I'm slightly offended by that anyway. <laughs> Because it's just like they could have targeted, like, if you're going to hack me, target it. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Um, the other thing is it's also slow. Yeah. It takes uh, seven to eight seconds to load. It could be even slower if the database is under load. Yeah. And the web host that we're on, it's a $25 a month plan, right? So let's just say that they're not exactly designed for load. Yeah. And we're starting to occasionally get there. So like the episodes with Uncle Bob, when those came out, we saw some load spikes around then. And we've seen some others at other weird times that we haven't been able to completely figure out. Their systems don't handle it well. I get constant reminders that, hey, you know, you're over your resource allocation on this thing. And it's like, well, I'll throw more money at you to get more resources than I can't. 
Yeah. So it's really getting to be a headache. It's like, look, I'll hand you cash to fix this problem, but I can't get it to go away. Mm -hmm. So we also have a lot of plugins because of security, because of SEO, because WordPress is awful. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually go to Gatsby JS for the replacement. And I'm working on making a static version of the site. So I'm having to parse all these weird feeds and get all the data in. Oh yeah. He sent me some stuff earlier from our feed and he's like, do you know what format this is? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't like know. what is this crap? <laughs> it looks like JSON, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like JSON with like a three, like a three piece tuple yeah. in there. It's the length, then the value, and then something else. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, it's it's really weird. So anyway, I'm I'm parsing things like that with Node right now. Yeah. Whatever. This will speed stuff up. Obviously, it's also going to make it a lot easier to change hosts. Mm-hmm. So like if you're doing static sites, by the time we get to a limit that even a $5 a month DigitalOcean droplet will do for us, somebody else will have this problem because we will have staff. Yeah. Right? Like to get to that kind of scale, like we're not going to get there anytime soon. It also means uh, that we don't have to maintain a separate staging environment complete with database and plugins for testing things out. Oh my goodness, trust me. We didn't when we first started and I broke the site. I don't know how many times uh, until Will set me up a staging site to test things out and I still break things. Amazing how quickly I got on that. (laughs) I still break things because it'll work on the staging site and then not in reality because who knows what. Yeah. Cosmic rays. Yeah. I know. Uh, (sighs) The other thing is that we can manage stuff in Git. So like Beach can be working on content. And I could be like, hey, I'm adding functionality to the site and we're not stepping on each other because we have version control. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like modern software dev practices instead of yeah. copy paste type stuff. It's going to be a ton of work right now to get rid of the random annoyances and interruptions over the long term. But it's going to be worth it because of what it will let us do, because now I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going out of town for the weekend. What happens if the website crashes? Yeah which has been in the back of my mind for five years. Mm -hmm. And odds are pretty high that we're going to build other sites in the future using some of what we learned doing this. For example, there may be a new developer launchpad site coming out. Right. And that's actually a static site now, right? Like it's Hexo, but Hexo is a bit long in the tooth. Mm -hmm. And the other problem with it is that every time I have to look something up, most of the answers are in Chinese and I'm having to like take it to Google translate and Google translate does not do a satisfactory job with translating anything ever. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, I'd rather do, do it. Gets me. So the next thing we're going to talk to you guys about is sponsorship. As you guys know, we have a regular sponsor now. Thanks to Lucas at level up financial planning podcasting is expensive y'all it really is and we've been doing this mostly as a hobby out of our own pockets and so we really appreciate lucas for uh sponsoring us and helping us make this possible i will say going into into looking for sponsors because we are actually going to make this an effort in the past we sort of set back and let them come to us but we're going to make some effort to go out after sponsors our focus is going to be on smaller businesses and individuals. Yeah. I mean, we can go for the big companies, right? And we've had some you know, decent sized companies and we still will like totally happily take them. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we could probably provide more value more easily for really, really targeted yeah. smaller operations that we work closely with and 
you know, we craft the message and, and all that. And it's also better experience mm-hmm. for us versus like the corporate yeah. advertising because you're, you're kind of in a market that the margins get compressed and it's not ideal for what our capabilities are individually either. So also we're going to be looking to collaborate with authors, people selling courses, those sorts of things with the goal of providing them a platform to promote materials that will benefit our listeners. One thing that we have established from the very beginning of this podcast is when we bring on a guest, you know, it's fine if they are promoting something, but they must bring value to the conversation. Right. And it's also reasonable to say, hey, look, you got to bring value to get value, right? Because nobody's going to buy your stuff if you're not. Mm -hmm. And we think that's probably a better way. It's going to produce better results for everybody involved in the situation without us becoming shameless salesmen. Like there's a podcast that you and I used to listen to and they got really bad with their ads, the way that they handled it. It was interruptive to the content flow. It was distracting and it was in your face. Mm -hmm. And we both kind of stopped listening to them, even though we've been loyal listeners for a while because of that. And so we don't want to set up that kind of dynamic, but we do need to set up something where money's coming in to kind of start covering some of these things. Yeah. So speaking of money coming in, we mentioned Patreon earlier. We have a big announcement this episode. This is the big thing. We are creating uh, subscription packages via Patreon. Now, before we go into these, I want to assure everyone that this podcast, the Complete Developer Podcast, our main content will continue to be free on multiple platforms. Yeah, the subscriptions are just going to be focused around extra content on top of the regular podcast, right? So to get money and we're doing more versus cutting out what we were doing and trying to make you pay for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It is not a bait and switch. Uh, There's a podcast. uh, It's not a developer podcast. It's a business podcast that Will and I both listen to. And they did this. Yeah. I was a member of their community and I was actually going to join their subscription. Yeah. Like the paid. Yeah. And it was like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Something, wasn't it? It was a hundred bucks a year. Okay. There was, maybe that was a different one I was thinking of because this is a common thing. The one I was going to join was a hundred bucks a year. And then it went, it ultimately went up to a hundred bucks a month, but I was going to join that. I was going to give them a hundred dollars to join for a year to get the extra content. And then they started cutting their current content back and putting it behind that paywall. And that is not something we are going to do. Both of us are adamantly opposed to that. Yeah. It was super irritating too, because you would download and you thought you had an episode and you'd get on the road, mm-hmm. go to work and you don't. Yeah. It would be like a one minute teaser for the episode. It was very frustrating. Yeah. You know, we talk so slow, it would have to be at least a minute and a half anyway. With True that. Yeah. Accent, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically what's going to happen is our current Patreon supporters will be transitioned to the new subscriptions at the same donation point, right? Like, so it's not going to, if you've got one of those, you know, don't worry about it. We're, we're going to sort that out. So just kind of talk about what we're going to have at the different levels. Um, so people can kind of understand where we're coming from. Yeah. So the first level, the basic level is a supporter level is what we're calling it. And that is $1 a month. Uh, We have that currently. We have several people donating that right now. We appreciate you guys. We have people who have been donating $1 a month since the beginning of Patreon or when we first got on Patreon, I should say. Yeah. And what this is going to be is you will have access to supporter only swag options. So 
really cool thing with Patreon is we can, through them, create swag with our logo, our branding on it, and you guys will get a discount through that. You'll also get a special thanks on an episode of the podcast. And here's the cool thing for you guys if you're thinking about joining it, you know, at this level. If you listen to this episode, you heard at the very beginning, we listed off everyone as a supporter. We didn't say who was the $1, who were the $5, and who were the $20 supporters. We said this person is a supporter. So you're just going to get listed as a supporter no matter what level you're at. So at the $5 a month, uh, we'll have the complete developer unfiltered. And what we're going to do here is you're going to get a unfiltered and unedited aftercast with myself and Beach. And that also gives you the access to the supporter-only swag. Yeah. So this aftercast, this is an idea I got from one of Amanda's favorite podcasts. They're a radio show. And so the radio show is their regular, is their podcast. And then for uh, about 30, 45 minutes after they finished recording or broadcasting the radio show, they have this aftercast. So that is the extra content. Almost every week we record, Will and I sit on the call for about 30, 45 minutes just chatting. And so that's what you guys will get. It'll be a little bit more focused than our back and forth that we we have, but it will be kind of unfiltered. We'll probably be talking about the topic, but it won't be, there's not going to be an outline for it. We're just going to sit here and discuss it. Maybe even talk about questions if you guys have them. But at that $5 a month level, you will get that each week and it'll come out in association with the podcast. Yeah. And sometimes there's stories that we don't feel necessarily entirely comfortable telling on an open podcast that anybody can download. Yeah. (laughs) That would probably be a little bit more comfortable there. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times like after we get done recording, it's like, I got to tell you about this, but I could not do it with a hot mic. Yeah. And then there's also things that I can't tell you how many times Will's been talking about something and it, it reminds me of a thing I want to talk about that is a little bit off topic. I look at the time, there's not enough time for it. Or he moves right on into the next point. And I, I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to bring it up now because it would kind of be disjointed in the episode. So you guys will get that kind of stuff. Those, those things that we don't mention in the episode. And like I said, that's at the $5 a month level. And that will come out every week along with the podcast. And that'll just be available to them for you know, paid. Yeah. So, and speaking of the aftercast, you can also join in on the aftercast at $20 a month. So we want to make this thing bigger, have a little bit more open discussion on some things. So we'll record each week that we do record. Now, sometimes we do uh, miss weeks because, you know, we, we stock up before like somebody goes on vacation or um, we try to stay about a month ahead anyway. Um, because, you know, again, you have stuff like last week, you know, hardware issues somebody tries to you know switch over to linux and it doesn't go over well well it worked right like it worked two weeks in a row and then it didn't work (laughs) and it was like what what changed (laughs) stupid scarlet (laughs) yeah you know for the most part we do this every week and it's a regularly scheduled thing so you'll be able to be on there and be able to ask questions um you know the goal here is to get people talking um, and to create more value uh, with that conversation Yeah, so this will be the aftercast that goes out to the sponsors. Like, obviously, 
at this $20 level, you will get the aftercast that you are like, you'll get the aftercast, but it'll also go out to everyone at the $5 level. So um, you'll get to participate. You'll get to jump in and, and have those conversations with us. After we finish recording, we'll have some stories to tell and you can ask us questions. We'll, we will let you know the topic that we're discussing. And so if you have questions relevant to that topic, you can ask them. Yeah. And you'll have time to prepare yeah. to ask those questions too, which will probably be very helpful, mm-hmm. um, especially at that price point. That's handy. Yeah. And so this, like the others, you'll also have access to supporter only swag options. Um, actually, it's, it's not exactly supporter only swag. It's going to be more a matter of discounted swag options. So like we're looking into, we're talking to some friends of ours who do design and stuff to get some t-shirts because I've designed two different t-shirts and they were both terrible. Uh, so we're looking to get someone who actually knows what they're doing. Uh, my daughter still wears hers. Oh, well, hey, you know. It was supposed to be for my wife and it came out like way too small. And we're like, that's a kid's shirt. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the kid. She's not the only one. Another friend of ours had asked for one. And so we we got her one and it was way too small. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't she thank us for the optimism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other cool thing is we have more coming. So these three levels of uh, membership uh, subscriptions, there's going to be more coming, including some stuff that Will and I have talked about. Uh, we're not ready to do yet, but we're going to have some coaching and some mentoring options in here. Yeah, I think that's probably something that should have come earlier, <laughs> you know, to be honest, but we were both just, we've stayed slammed for yeah. five years. And honestly, I'm kind of glad it didn't because I feel like I've mentored some people in person, but having that time to gain experience is going to be a lot better. Yeah. Because I'm going to come into mentoring with, hey, I've interviewed, I've been a junior, I am now sort of a mid-senior range because we combined those two terms. So, And I got some other good experiences, you know, along the way Mm -hmm. too that have you know, changed my perspective on a lot of things. No. So it's good that we waited, but we maybe didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of looking back on it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So all these changes, um, the subscription stuff that we've talked about, these are going to go into effect with the publication of this episode. So before this episode comes out, we will be posting a special aftercast, so to speak, for our current Patreon members to tell them about it before the episode. This is going to be an opportunity for our $1 supporters to move up if they want. You you are perfectly fine staying as $1 supporters. We appreciate you guys, and we, we really do love that uh, you guys are supporting us. But we will be sending this out to everyone, including our $1 supporters, so that they will know, hey, here's what's changing with Patreon. Yeah, and something else that might actually be handy on occasion is actually putting sample episodes, the aftercast, if we have like a particularly good one, Mm -hmm. you know, up there just to kind of provide the value to everybody and show what's available. Yeah. We might do that. We might do clips from it every now and then. Um, There's a lot we can do with Patreon that we couldn't do when we first started. They've really ramped up their platform. And so we're going to try and they slipped it right past us too. Like we totally missed it. So you were like, wait, (laughs) yeah, they, they could do stuff. (laughs) Uh, I was actually looking to leave Patreon to do all these things. And I found out that Patreon could do them. I'm like, Hey, it's going to be a lot easier if we just do this. I will also say the first 
aftercast that we're going to officially record will be the week after this episode comes out. And that will allow our $20 supporters, like our current $20 supporters and anyone who who joins within the next week. Actually, this comes out on Thursday and we record on Tuesday. So within the next few days, I should say, to be able to be there for it. But um, we want to give our, our $20 supporters a heads up. We're going to send that out to everyone. If you want to up your, your support, go ahead, jump on in and uh, you know make that pledge. We will, we will get you on this aftercast. You can join us here in person. Speaking of in-person. Developer Launchpad. That's our in-person group here in Nashville. Coronavirus kind of killed in-person <laughs> for a good long while. It's probably going to continue to do that. Yeah. We tried Zoom at least once, but it doesn't work as well for the type of meetings that we were doing because we were doing like a lot of whiteboard stuff and a lot of going around looking at people's screens and the tooling isn't there yeah. for that. So our focus during this time has been on improving what we already had working before the virus. So once some of the other stuff is stabilized, we're going to circle back to this and we're going to try to figure out how to make the monthly Zoom meetings happen again and make them more effective. Um, and we'll resume in-person meetings sometime before the heat death of the universe, provided that they can find a vaccine or whatever for this virus. It's still kind of up in the air. And so we can't really plan at the moment. But yeah. you know, just bear in mind, it's out there. I've been following several other meetup groups and their formats, the speaker format has worked really well for the transition. Like it took them a little bit to, to get it set up, but it's worked for that transition to zoom or, or other platforms. Whereas with what we were doing, because it was so interactive and so like mentor heavy, um, it was kind of like group mentoring in a lot of ways um, and group projects and working together on things we also, it was just a space for people. We had a challenge, but people could come in and work on homework. Or they could bring stuff from work, like equipment. Yeah, we had that happen. <laughs> that was so fun, too. Hey, she reached out to me, by the way. I think she sent me a request on LinkedIn or something. I was like, hey, yeah, I remember you totally. That was like one of the most fun times we had at Developer Launchpad. It was helping her solve some work stuff. But what it had been is... Come and do the challenge with some mentors there to help you along or bring your own work and get help with it. If you, you're like, you're stuck on something, school project, work stuff, bring it in. We'll, we'll help you. We'll guide you. We're not going to do the work for you, but we're going to help you. Like so many times I have sent Will messages. Hey, I just need to know what to put in Google to search this because nothing I'm doing is working. <laughs> yeah. And, and you need that. Yeah. as an aspiring developer. And, you know, we do think that's useful. The other thing was that like Nashville Software School, they really stepped up their interview prep game mm -hmm. and some of those other things. So some of that gap got closed a little bit on us. I mean, not, not completely, but we feel like that a restructuring of this would probably let us have more reach and provide more value to more people. Yeah. So along with that restructuring, we're also rebranding yeah. as complete developer launch pad <laughs> right so everything's going to be complete you know underneath it because it isn't just hey we're launching you as a developer but 
some of the things like understanding how the work environment needs to work, understanding, you know, how to do your career planning, those kind of things, that's a bigger picture thing. And it's not just, here's how I get a job being a code monkey. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not the kind of people we're trying to create. So the rebrand is, is part of that. The other thing we really want to do is we want to expand beyond our local community here in Nashville and, and make this stuff available everywhere. We love our community here in Nashville. We do. We have made some great friends, uh, some friends who have moved out of the Nashville area. And we have some friends who are in surrounding cities who have come to Nashville for our events. Yeah. We've got people that'll drive like over an hour. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if we had a way to make this where that was available where you are and it could get going, you could help people up there and they don't have to necessarily come down here. Yeah. That's two hours of transit that they could be writing code and learning things. That's pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. And the other thing with that is that we want to kind of build leaders up in the community, right? Like we have people that reach out to us for speaking, that reach out to us for t- you know tutoring, all kinds of stuff. And that's great and all, but it's time for us to pass that torch onto more people and to reach further. So we're going to be looking for facilitators uh, for our Nashville coding meetings. That way we can make content. Yeah, we've already got Dwayne who does a great job with our socials back when we could meet in person. Yeah, he did. He did a phenomenal job with that. And so back when going to a restaurant didn't look like, you know, ET being captured by the government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing this is going to do is it's going to allow Will and I to focus more on that content creation and that training. So this is something that I've learned Uh, a lot about recently, which is you train the leaders and the leaders train the people. Right. And so Will and I have been the leaders training the people. We're looking to step up our game and step up to the next level and start training the leaders to train the people. Yeah. Cause I mean, the thing is if we're doing all the stuff, it only scales to the limits of what either of us can do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like it's how much Ram can I put in a server versus how many servers can I put in the rack? Mm-hmm. the kind of scaling we're going for. Um, not to compare people to computers, but it's the same kind of principle. It's horizontal scaling instead of vertical. Yeah. Once we have a good system here, we want to start expanding to some of the nearby cities. So, you know, you're looking at Chattanooga, Atlanta, uh, Louisville, Memphis, Cleveland, Gainesville, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some True. good bars down there. Why not? Um, <laughs> you know, Huntsville. Hunts- oh, definitely Huntsville. Love going to Huntsville anyway. There's all these places and there's all these people we could be helping if we stepped back and it wasn't on us. Like we're, uh, we're essentially becoming a provider of deadlocks instead of processing. And so it would just be good to get that kind of fixed. Yeah. And then eventually this is sort of a glimpse into, well, I was talking about those very long-term goals that we haven't gotten fully like the full implementation. We're talking very far down the line. Eventually what we want to do is we want to train others to go out and train leaders. We want to train others to go out and start, go to different places and start groups. Yeah. And we want to build this kind of with our own capabilities, right? So like mm-hmm. not going for funding, not doing all this other kind of stuff, but like actually organically growing this thing mm-hmm. so that it's stable and so that it's not easily tipped over. Right. Because that's definitely something that we have seen uh, with, some organizations that have 
tried to figure out how to monetize because they had a bunch of expenses mm-hmm. and we don't want to get into that position. Yeah. And then uh, more concrete, something that Will and I have been working on now for a little while and we're, we're still continuing to build this up very slowly. <laughs> yeah. But we eventually want to have weekly code challenges that we'll send out via email yeah. to our group. Our aim is to send out a code challenge each week and then follow up with some sort of either pseudo code or some other type of solution to that challenge. We've toyed around with different ideas. We're still working on the implementation details on the follow up, but uh, we're also building those challenges out. Yeah. So the idea here would be that, like, let's say that you're halfway through a coding school and you find out about us, right? And you're starting to think about, you know, I'm going to start interviewing here soon. I can sign up on this list. I can get a year's worth of challenges and slowly start working through them, even, you know, past the beginning of the first job mm-hmm. to get you up a decent level where you're well-practiced and you're better than most of the people that you're in the same cohort with. Because we think that that's a really concrete thing that we could do that would fix a lot of people's ills. Well, the thing is, we've seen it work. It worked for me. Uh-huh. I was doing code katas. It was a daily thing. Every morning I got up. 30 minutes I spent working on a code kata. I went into this interview for the first job I got outside of working uh, as an apprentice for Will. And the whiteboard challenge they put on the board was the code kata I'd been working on that week. And my goal that week was to figure out how to write the whole thing in one line of code. And so he does it. <laughs> so I get up there and I'm just like, I just write out the, the answer in one line of code. And the guy interviewing me, he's like, he looks at it and his mouth kind of like drops open. I'm like, did I mess up? He's like, are you sure you're a junior? Yeah. (laughs) And that's the reaction we want. We want our people to go in and that be the reaction everywhere. Yeah. We can make life better for an awful lot of people Mm -hmm. real quick. And this is how this happens. And we want to talk to as, as far as like, uh, you know, we're, we want to get a full year's worth together before we really start pushing this. So if you want to submit a challenge to be included, you know, email us at codechallenge at completedeveloperpodcast.com. And, you know, that, that will help us a ton because otherwise we got to find these ourselves. And yeah. y'all know we're lazy. So make that easier because <laughs> yeah. we know we got a lot of people out there. We will, we will also um, give you credit. Oh, yeah. In the email, we'll be like, hey, this code challenge was submitted by so-and-so. So, yeah, send us your code challenges. We'll add them to the list. Uh, we are not going to start this until we have at least a full year of challenges, though, because we want we want to have that and just set it up and be like, go. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is the, the main website will probably be done before this really gets as much focus as I would like to put on it because right. that needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. It's a headache. So... The last thing we're going to talk about, Junior Developer Toolbox. This started out as the original name for Developer Launchpad. Yep. And we bought that nice domain. Yeah. It didn't quite work. We were running Code Newbie Nashville, broke off from that organization sort of to do our own thing. We gained a lot from them. We're still friends with them. I spoke at their conference last year. I attended it this year. It's good people. We keep in touch with Saran. Great people. Yeah, she's a class act too. I mean, she is. You think of like a lot of people that have done really amazing things and you know, you'll run into people that are really cocky and arrogant and she never got that. 
Yeah. She's just down to earth and, and normal. And it's great hanging out with her. They just sold to Dev. Yep. And I mean, they're doing great and I truly support them. I wish I could be part of their Twitter chats, but they do them on Wednesday nights and I'm at church. So, um, yeah, I'm just not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm oh, rarely on Twitter. I post fun stuff that I'm doing and that's about it. But uh, like Will said, we, we bought the domain through, uh, through Microsoft Azure. Um, that was our first mistake. Ran into some issues with them, caused us to lose the domain name for a year. And by that time, we'd already started Developer Launchpad. So when we were helping some friends start their own podcast, we had this idea, this domain that we just had sitting in the background. We were like, we'll use it someday. We're like, hey, we want to start this podcast for junior developers. Here you go. And so Dave and Aaron took that and uh, I guess Jason was with them back then too. Uh, different Jason than the one we mentioned earlier. But uh, yeah. yeah, he started with them and then uh, his life kind of took off and he wasn't able to keep up with that. So Dave and Aaron took it over. Uh, now it belongs to them. Last time we talked, they had it on permanent hold while they were working on other things. Completely understandable. Honestly, guys, this is probably going to be the last time we ever talk about JDT as part of one of our assets. Yeah. I mean, unless something major changes. Yeah. Which we always are open to that, but yeah. Yeah. We really look forward to when David Aaron are able to get back into podcasting. They did a great job. They put a lot of work into it and think they're great. They're great podcasters. They're fun to listen to. It is a lot of work. I mean, it is, and it's just not the, it's not a good time for them. And so they're not doing it. We had them on for our, 256 episode just to catch up because it'd been a while, but yeah. And at some point, uh, once I get confident enough, uh, Dave and I'll get together and do a jam session. We might may or may not record. <laughs> we'll throw that out to our, uh, our Patreon members. If we, uh, if we record it, how's that sound? <laughs> It'll be terrible guys. You don't want to listen yeah. to it. <laughs> not because of Dave, because of me. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. I'm just glad to thanks. help you with that confidence boost. You know, it's yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we'll we'll also add Will um, having some conversations in Russian to it. Too, yeah, so yeah, that'll be go. we could like I could sing. <laughs> like, yeah, singing in Russian be great. While Dave and I play in the background, we, uh, yeah, we get a few gonna happen. Six packs of beer before I start that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a fun and interesting ride these past five years from writing episodes on the fly at the absolute last minute to getting so angry <laughs> recording that we stopped and wrote an episode on dealing with conflict, uh, which I remember that one to spending hours going full med student on outlines. Uh, we've learned and grown a lot and uh, what we've been able to do. The future holds even more fun and in- exciting things for complete developer network. We've already started working on writing more books, building courses. You know, I mean, heck, I wrote two books last year. I'm working on the audio version of my second book. I've got a course kind of planned out, but I can't get to it right now. Uh, Eventually, I will. Um, We're doing a lot of stuff, uh, and we want to add more free content to what we already offer as well. So we really appreciate all the listeners out there for making these first five years amazing. We've really come a long way and done a lot of stuff. So thank you, guys. Yeah. And honestly, guys, we couldn't have done it without you. Um, We know we've had some people here from the very, very get go. We've had some who started with us and who are no longer with us. 
and we've had some who who started and fell away, maybe it came back. Some of you guys, this is your first episode. Thank you for for spending the time listening and uh, for just making this an awesome journey. Uh, speaking of thank yous, we also wanted to do a shout out to Lucas from Level Up Financial Planning. Hey guys, he's he's helping us pay the bills, and that's awesome. Through his sponsorship, we are able to work towards achieving our goals. We're able to have these conversations and have this episode where we talk about what's coming up in the future, what's changing, and the awesome things that we have coming up. So Lucas, thank you for that. And guys, he will help you reach your financial goals. That pretty much wraps us up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, you know, they say a, uh, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And that's great and all, right? Like you get to start. But what they don't tell you is that there's a crap ton of steps in the rest of that journey. And you have to consistently walk to get to the end of it. This five-year character arc, if you will, for both of us has been like that, right? There's been plenty of times that one of us or both of us have just been stressed out. And probably the podcast was at risk, honestly, at some point there. <laughs> and we kept pushing. You know, We consistently delivered content basically every week. And I've got to say there's a tremendous amount of value in learning to establish consistent small habits that make a big difference, right? Like it's not, you know, I'm going to go to the the gym and I'm going to do like this crazy CrossFit workout and that almost kills me and think I'm going to do that five times a week. And that's going to make me healthy, right? Like if you just go and you do a little bit, you're going to be further probably than the person that tried the CrossFit you know, crazy workout initially and wasn't ready for it. Now you can step up over time, but there's a lot of value in just going, okay, what's the smallest thing I can do consistently every day and do that. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm right there with you because your example was perfect. I literally started going to the gym about a year and a half ago. Yep. And my goal was to make it a habit. So all I did was I went and I walked for 30 minutes every single day. Yep. And I do my Russian practice the same way. You know what? After two or three months, I'd lost 20 pounds. Yeah. Just from walking every single day. Yep. It's really amazing what you can do. And it's, I think sometimes we overfocus on taking the first step versus trying to figure out how to make the steps sustainable so that you can always make them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just want to you know, kind of point to the uh, importance of that because I, I really think if you go back and listen to episode zero or episode one and listen to how we were, how nervous we were on the mic, how, how disorganized we were, I've tried to listen to some of the early episodes and it actually ticks me off <laughs> because we've come so far and I don't listen to podcasts that are like that now <laughs> because it's also raised my standards. Mm. I just listened to it and I, I hear the place that I was in at that point in my life. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I am not that person anymore. And if you listen to the podcast, you will hear that growth. Yep. And same for you. You're a different person than who you were five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. And you can hear that growth. The options are more open and I have a better idea what I want and what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's just like the ability to focus and like that slow, constant upward growth. Yeah, it's huge. So never forget that, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but it ends because you sufficiently and consistently stepped. That's all I got. Yes. Stand by for Titanfall.
If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live, talking about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by going to CompleteDevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.